Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. What up, bitches? This is another episode of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And we are, fre- well, not so much fresh anymore, but fairly fresh. Still, We're still within the best by used date. Of we're not con- rotting. Right. Uh, from uh, Crypticon 2016, and that is going to be the general theme General theme? God damn you. <laughs> you know, that is just as annoying as it, as it is in the show. No, it's not. Just so you know. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, start things off like we normally do. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. How's your week been? Uh, it was good. Yeah. Monday, I just slept mm-hmm. and just fucking recovered from the weekend. It's a long weekend. It was a long weekend. <laughs> it was awesome, though. It was awesome. Like I think I had the best time of the the now three Crypticons we've gone to. That was the best one, I think. I agree. Mainly because we f- fucking got we we partied. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So just. You said you slept for like 12 hours? Yeah. Yeah, that's a long sleep period. I slept from like 10 to 10. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, Monday, that was my... Well, we, we celebrated my birthday that day. Because my birthday was on Tuesday. Um, yeah. My birthday, like my actual birthday sucked. <laughs> Like, because I had to go back to work, which isn't a huge problem in and of itself. But I went to work. I sat in about an hour and a half worth of traffic. I couldn't find parking at work, so I had to pay for it somewhere else. Um, I just had a shitload of work that I was trying to get caught up on. I was way behind because I was out sick the day be- or the Monday before last. And then I was out for Memorial Day on this past Monday. So I was technically two days behind in work um, and trying to get caught up because I had to do payroll in like two more days. And I still had a shitload to do. Meanwhile, I still had people coming in asking me to do things. You know, I had uh, our caregivers, you know, asking me questions. And it's like I couldn't just sit there and just just do my work and just bang it all out. It's a lot of interruptions, but anyway. that's why I always take my birthday off. People are like, Oh, your other friends are working. So what are you going to do? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> and I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. See, if I hadn't have had Memorial day off, I probably would have. Yeah. But, and then again, it's like, we, I have to, like, because I'm in, in payroll, I have to have payroll out twice a month. And we have to process it two days before payday in order for it to go through our um, payroll s- system and, you know, be cashed out and sent out in checks in time for actual payday. So it's basically a two day turnaround. So we have to have payroll ready two days early. And go back to work on Tuesday and I'm pretty sure if I remember right yeah because payday was yesterday so that was Wednesday so I basically had one day 
to catch up on all the work I had to do, and that was my birthday. <laughs> Fuck. So. But the rest of the week was all right. Got some good news yesterday about a potential uh, pay increase and maybe kind of a promotion type thing, if you call it that. I don't know. That'd be good. It would be good. It would be most Most good. good. (laughs) Uh, Anything else new with you? I mean, it's Uh, been a short week, but... Yeah, no, not really. I don't think, uh, you know, work for me is the same shit every fucking day. (laughs) Over and over until I die. It's like that one show with uh, uh, the kid from Wonder Years. Fred Savage? Yep. I don't know what show you're talking about. Uh, he did it in like the like late 90s. It was about working in an office. Uh, was it just called Working, I think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. How good was Little Monsters, though? Dude, so good. <laughs> it's like one of the best movies ever. You should make that into a show. Yes. No. <laughs> don't do it. Because they'll fuck it up. Yeah. And they won't have Howie Mandel... And nobody will care. They can have Fred Savage like direct episodes, though. He's the director now. Yeah, he, he directs a lot of episodes of uh, Always Sunny. Yeah. And those are always a treat. Mm-hmm. We're going to Always Sunny trivia days, or like, what, what's the date? The 14th. 14th. Tuesday. Oh, right. This is still Saturday, so got it. Uh, the day after I have to go and have more. Um yeah, so we've both, I think, been binge-watching Always Sunny. I haven't as much. You haven't? I have kind of. But. Ah, you fuck. <laughs> I started season one, episode one, and just worked my way through. I'm in season seven now. I've been like watching the newer episodes because I feel like I'm less less knowledgeable about those ones. Yeah. It's been so long for me since I've watched like any of them. I feel like I'm, I need a refresher. So. Yeah. I've uh, been doing that. But then I also had to watch like Mexico Barbaro. And uh, mm, yeah, and I watched We Are What We Are. Oh yeah, how was that? I still haven't watched it. It's, I mean, it was interesting because Netflix labels it as a gory horror movie, and it's not at all. Either of those things. It's eh, well, I mean, it's kind of a horror movie. Um, the end is fucking weird. I did not see it coming. Um, <laughs> okay, it's got Michael Parks. He's great. He is great. Cool. Um, it's got Larry Fessenden for like two seconds just because he just like knocks on this guy's door and then like says something to him and then leaves and you never see him for the rest of the movie <laughs> is he a producer or something i don't know uh, i feel like he is becoming part of this new kind of click almost of yeah or oh and nick dimici apparently it's written by nick dimici really yeah i did not know that and it's a remake right uh you don't think so but it might be i don't know huh I could swear it was like a European movie or something. I don't know. Might be. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Crypticon, the three-day event, the largest gathering of the macabre in the Pacific Northwest. Um, had a lot of fun with that. Uh, like I said, this is probably the, the best of the three years we've gone. This is the best one. Yeah. Um, had uh, seemed like. Now, was this just me, or did it seem like they had less celebrities? Or was that was that just in my head? I think it's just in your head. I think we just didn't 
really focus on them this year. And honestly, I think that's what we need to do going forward. It kind of seemed that way. The past two years, are we were like, oh, we got to talk to these big people because that'll help our show. But I think we need to kind of pivot and just, you know, we talked to some of the more up and comers. Yeah. And I think that's a better strategy. It's, I mean, that's always been kind of our focus of the sh- of the show in general. I mean, with interviews and stuff, and uh, we we try to focus mainly on the film reviews. Is yeah, lower um, lower budget. You know, more especially now that we're not reviewing Blumhouse movies ever again. Oh, is that a thing now? Oh fuck yeah! It okay, is. <laughs> I I don't have a problem with it. I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'll take it on a case by case basis, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm skeptical. Are you gonna watch Creep Two? Fuck yeah, I'm gonna watch Creep Two. <laughs> um, Creeps or whatever they end up calling it. <laughs> Him and his girlfriend this time. Creeping again. His creepy girlfriend. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this year we we did panels, which was new for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've sat in on panels both years, but this time we actually participated in them, which we were both pretty excited about. Um, we moderated one. No, no one was, we'll get into that later. Yeah, was, <laughs> um, Why don't we just go day bidet? Day bidet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, all right. So, I mean, this is obviously going to be a different show. We're only focusing on Crypticons, so this will probably be much shorter than we, we and you are used to. So, so yeah, well, let's go ahead and start with Friday. Um, we both had to work that day. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a fun start. <laughs> um, I left early though. Right. You did. And I think I left a little late because we both were like, our, our end times are like an hour and a half apart. Yeah. It's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. Um, but, uh, it's funny. I had my mask for Kane Hodder to sign because I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the show before. It's like I made... I hand painted uh, a Jason uh, a Jason mask from Friday the Thirteenth Seven, um, with like the cheek missing. Uh, you know, it was, it was like really dirty looking and, and worn. It has like kind of rust marks. I don't understand why rust would be <laughs> on a plastic mask, but I did it anyway. Um, and I did that mainly because I had heard it was Kane Hodder's favorite Jason look. So I, I, I've made two masks so far. One was the remake, just because I always, I always liked how that one looked, and uh, Friday 7. Um, but anyway, I walked in with that mask, and like I kind of just put it in my bag, kind of sticking out, and like I could see like people, when they come in to talk to me at work, are kind of looking at it. It's like, why did he have that? <laughs> Good thing you didn't have your machete sticking out of it too. Right. Uh, but anyway, so our first stop uh, when we got to Crypticon was, um, well, I guess we first we walked around the vendor room. That's kind of a tradition of ours. We just kind of yeah, go, I just do a lap, and then we kind of like you know we see the celebrities and be like, oh my god, look who it is. <laughs> um. But then very shortly after, we had uh, our first panel, which was the Northwest Superstars of Podcasting panel. That's right, y'all. We're superstars. (laughs) Suck it in. (laughs) When we sat down and started talking, I was going to say, first of all, 
I think superstars <laughs> is a little much in our case at least. But um, I was a little not worried, but um, I feel I felt like at first we might not have a lot to contribute, but I felt like we actually participated a good deal. Yeah. Um, the people we were on the panel with were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was moderated by Stephen Holitz of the Bone Bat Show. It's another local show, obviously. Um, now they're not. I've only listened to them a few times because I've. I'm really bad about listening to podcasts lately. Um. I know Krusty really likes them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you listen to them much? Uh, not much. I, I have before, but I'm not. I would consider myself a regular listener. Okay. Uh, yeah, like like I said, I mean, I I intended to listen to everyone's shows, but I haven't really listened to anyone's shows in a while. Like yeah, even ours. <laughs> I'm I'm you know I'm gonna try and give them another another shot because steve was was really cool all weekend yeah he was really really friendly to us gave us a lot of tips about because he, he does basically the same thing we do at crypticon because he's he's there as a podcaster as a member of the press um i mean aside from being a panelist he he does interviews and you know media related things so he gave us some a few good tips and was really welcoming and really uh engaged us in the panel which was nice yeah. i was worried that we might just kind of sit there silently but he would like actually engage us directly which was cool mm-hmm. uh and it was well, cool that he he clearly like did his homework because he knew how many episodes we did he knew our format he knew like everything about the show yeah but yeah that, that was cool it's like oh <laughs> you know our stuff yeah you've listened to at least one <laughs> I just wish it wasn't that one. <laughs> Sorry for the shitty quality last episode, guys. Um, I fucked up and didn't realize that our microphone setting was not going to our mixer, but rather the onboard mic on my laptop and didn't realize it until I was editing. So, um, Anyway, uh, we also were on with uh, Heather Bartles. Or is it Bartels? I can't remember how she he, pronounced he it. He said it Bartles. I don't think I heard her pronounce it, so okay. I don't know if that was correct. But uh, From Turn Up the Lady Bro. <laughs> Which apparently is supposed to sound like Turn Up the Radio, but even she admitted it didn't really yeah, work the, thought, way they, the way they intended. Yeah, she said, like, we thought it was really clever, but now it's just kind of... <laughs> yeah, because nobody gets it. Right. I certainly didn't get it. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, rounding things out was Langley J. West uh, from Bonus Material. Um, and uh, like I said, you know, all local podcasters. Right, except his co-host is in New Jersey. Yeah. He does the entire show on Skype. Right. Um, which must just be a nightmare to edit. I know. It's be, like we've talked before about wanting like when we record, one of us has to come meet the other. And, you know, we live an hour half an hour to an hour apart from each other like i you live in seattle i live down in a suburb of federal way which like i say it's about 25 miles or so uh and depending on traffic half an hour to an hour away um 
and we've considered before, it's like, okay, well, how do, how can we do this? At least in an emergency where we don't have to record in the same room. And we've talked about Skype and it's just like, no, don't want to deal with that. But yeah, he deals with it all the time. So good for him. I mean, maybe they each record their own and then splice them together, but that's a lot of work too. Yeah. Like I always worry about, cause we've had guests before, like our, our interviews that have offered to record on their end for quality reasons. Mm-hmm. And it, the jet, I appreciate the gesture, but ever since our fiasco trying to use two different USB mics and, <laughs> uh, having them record essentially record at different speeds or transmit at different speeds. And that's what caused that big echo problem. Yeah. Um, I'm always worried about having somebody else's recording and trying to cut it into basically ours. how you, you'd have to like cut each segment of conversation instead of just being able to just paste it in exactly. in the dead space. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are times when we talk over each other or, you know, when we're all laughing or something, it's just, it's a nightmare. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I, I like the way we do it, but you know, if it's working for him, you know, don't good don't, on you. Yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with what works. Um, so what do we talk about? Um, um, mostly like podcasting, how to get your podcast started how to grow your audience, which is something we're still trying to work on. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was part of the, or not that, that was a, a good deal of why I wanted to be on that podcast is because, or on that um, panel is because, you know, we may have been panelists, but I think we were also there as, you know, people trying to learn and trying things. to network too. that too. Um, which I f- feel like we did. I think we did a pretty good job of networking this year. Yeah. Um, the nice thing was, is like a lot of it came to us. Yeah. Which was cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we didn't talk about a lot of technical things, which surprised me, which I mean, we've discovered that when it, when it really boils down to it, it doesn't matter what kind of equipment you're using, because if you can just put something out, people will listen to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was basically what we said in the panel is that, that don't let whatever equipment you have, um, don't let that affect when and how you podcast. Mm-hmm. Just just make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like I was expecting people, you know, from from what I gathered I guess maybe Stephen didn't really, or sorry, Steve uh, didn't really say much in that regard. But it seemed like almost like we have probably the most elaborate setup. It did kind of sound that way, which surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. Um. But I mean, our our setup is mainly just out of convenience. Like, well, I, I mean, we got most of the stuff for free. It's true, we did. Um. And, you know, I'm thankful for that, but... We'd probably still be using a USB mic, if not. Probably. But, I mean, you know, we've, we've, uh, I've gotten a new computer specifically to be able to record more efficiently. Um, you know, we've got means for recording interviews. We've got 
boom arms for our mics, which are which are fancy. Yeah, that's what that's what that 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 is. Yeah, or if you hear, yeah, that's the springs. That's we, what that is, guys. Tony talks like an Italian with his arms swinging around all the time, <laughs> so he's constantly bashing into them. Yeah, it's conducive to my. I can say because he is Italian. Ho ho yo ah. What was that? That's my Italian. That was terrible. That's my upset Italian. That's your New Jersey Italian. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, What else? Um, Yeah. I guess, like you said, it was the main focus. It was just how to start uh, and basically trying to grow your audience. Um, Oh, that reminds me. I wanted to say this beginning of the show and I completely forgot. Uh, We're now on Patreon. We are? Yeah. Um, Thanks for that. <laughs> we don't have any. So yeah, if you guys stuff. like, all, I, I know you always wanted to give us money and just didn't know how. <laughs> now you can. Yeah, uh, Heather made a, a really good case for Patreon. Yeah, I didn't know you had actually signed us up for it, but I, I had like kind of started the process a while ago, and then she made a big case for it. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to activate it." Have we made any money? No, yeah. I opened it yesterday. So okay. And I haven't advertised it at all until now. Ah. So, but uh, yeah, if you're like, man, I really want to give them money, but I don't want this stupid shirt. Then you, <laughs> you know, now you can just give us money, just just because. And we do have some rewards. Um, we do. Yeah. Uh, for for a dollar a month, you can you get access to our patrons only feed, and we'll we'll post some like behind the scenes stuff on there. Uh, this is all news to me, guys. Yeah, Tony's looking at me like an idiot. Uh, five dollars like a, a month. Work. What we take some pictures and like post some videos while we record. How dick hard pics. is that? Yeah, we'll go post some dick pics. <laughs> I'll take pictures of Tony's dick. He'll take pictures of my dick. You know. Uh, <laughs> take pictures of like Dick Nixon and. <laughs> uh, the let me dicks see. Next door. Five dollars a month. You get oh you get a shout out on the show. Um, every month. Yeah. Uh, every episode. Oh, <laughs> so twice a month, sometimes three times a month. How about that for a deal? <laughs> I buy that for a dollar. Uh, twenty dollars a month or five dollars. <laughs> Would you shut up and let me finish? Hurry <sighs> up! For, bored. T- <laughs> for twenty dollars a month, you can get a uh, special thanks in the credits of our Halloween short films, and for forty dollars a month, you get an executive producer credit. Which is just a title. But it's so worth it. Yeah. All right. So and then, of course, you can still buy t-shirts from the Grave Plot Podcast store at store.gravepotpodcast.com. Yep. You can probably figure out our Patreon link if you're smart. <laughs> if you're not, it's patreon.com slash Podcast. Okay. Well. Patreon. Give us money. <laughs> Um, man, I knew I should have taken a notes about what we talked about because I'm having a hard time remembering. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to go like too far into details because no one really cares that wasn't there, but sure. Uh, I mean, I guess the basic gist was like if you want to po- make a podcast, just make it. There's not a lot to it, anybody can make one. Um, yeah, like we talked about in the, in the panel, our, our first episode was recorded on the onboard computer or the onboard microphone of Tony's laptop, just like our last episode was recorded on the onboard. 
Yeah. Like looking, like listening back to that episode, not only the quality, but us. Oh yeah. my God. We were so bad. It was, it was Fuck. bad. Like we, neither of us had like any personality. Yeah. I think me, maybe me especially because I had no idea what I was going to say. Um, we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't we didn't think about it as like let's just sit down and have a conversation. Right. We thought about it like like we were hosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh but I mean And I think that's that's a big takeaway from the panel too, is just just have fun with it. Yeah. Just have a conversation. People people aren't listening to podcasts to get news or to get information. You know, even though we, we have a news section, we don't expect people to be like Oh my god, you gotta listen to the Great Plot Podcast so I know what's going on, considering, uh-huh. you know, we record it on Saturday and it comes out on Wednesday. A lot of shit happens in those four days. Yeah. Yeah, our main thing is not necessarily reporting the news, but offering our insight, our opinion, just kind of prompting a discussion about it. Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's a big reason why we cut down on so much on what we were doing, um, because we were reporting on so much that there wasn't time for the conversation and it sounded like we were just reading the news. Um, so, um, but I guess my, the advice that I can offer personally is that just don't expect your first or maybe even 10 episodes to be worth a shit. They're probably, or even, you know, 62. Right. (laughs) Uh, they're probably all going to be garbage. Uh, until you find your rhythm. Um, but podcasting is, I mean, not to downplay what we do, but it's pretty simple. Um, and it's really easy to do for free. You know, we have some costs that we incur. Patreon.com slash Great Podcast. But it is possible to do a completely free podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a little more difficult but it's possible. Um, and that, I mean, any, any other insight to impart? Um, oh God, I had something and now I completely forgot what it was. Um, like I said, just, just have fun with it and just, just do it. And, uh, just do it like Nike. Oh shit. And I got to pay them. Uh, but yeah, don't, let oh I know what I was gonna say uh, something that that Heather pointed out was if if you, there's something in your show that you say that you're like maybe I shouldn't have said that leave it in because that's the kind of stuff that that brings attention is the kind of stuff that people talk about you know if you do something a little embarrassing or maybe a little risque just, just roll with it I'm gonna start leaving things you say in <laughs> what, do you do you normally cut stuff I say out you've asked me to cut things out before. <laughs> That's usually when I name names. <laughs> or you, you know who you are. <laughs> okay. Um, and then from there, we went to the biohazard party, which, you know, we only went to the nighttime events one night last year. We didn't go to any other year before. Right. Did the biohazard party go Friday and Saturday last year? I don't know. Okay. Because I know we went to it on Friday, and then I wanted to go to Prom of the Dead the next night, but we couldn't go because your, cause your stupid girlfriend was having a birthday party. Which was which actually your fucking birthday, birthday, birthday party, party, asshole. Um, 
<laughs> uh, so we only went to one thing last year. This year, well, well, I'll wait on that. But so we went to the biohazard party on Friday, which apparently also happened on Saturday too. The um, one on on Friday, it was pretty lame. Yeah, there was like ten people there. Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, it was Friday, and I felt like there there weren't a lot of people there on Friday, like in general. Yeah. Um. Because figure if anybody's gonna buy like a one day pass, they're coming Saturday. Oh yeah, like if you if you look on the Crypticon website, like a few weeks after tickets go on sale, Saturday passes are gone. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so Saturday we kind of did our rounds again. Spent a, a lot of time going to panels. Um, I mean, aside from being on. So yeah, we were we were originally scheduled to be on two panels, but we backed out of one because we didn't think we would want it. Because it was at eleven o'clock at night on a Saturday, after we'd been working essentially working all day, um, and we thought plus we, there was prom of the dead. There's prom of the dead. Yeah, I mean that we didn't hold that out. Like we we emailed the organizer and said, hey, you know, we got panels. We're also there in a in a media capacity. So we're, we're gonna also going to be there Sunday morning. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we might want to stop by Prime of the Dead for a little bit and basically go home and sleep. Um, so we, they, she dropped us from that panel. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but we'll start with the panel that we did do, um, which is the best horror remakes and sequels. Um, on that panel with us. Um, there's another uh, local they don't, they don't podcast they do it's a YouTube channel YouTube channel yeah uh, Horror Addicts uh, which is hosted by Danny Nightmare and uh, Gory B Movie um, I'm gonna I'm gonna t- take a shot in the dark and say those aren't their real names right they do sound suspiciously fake <laughs> um, and the the panel was moderated by John Portnova was a writer and I believe a director I think he said um, I, I, know I feel bad because it's like I can't know everyone but I feel like I should sometimes <laughs> um, but uh, yeah he's, he's, in a, he's an accomplished filmmaker um, I, I could, I'm, I'm almost certain he said he's a director too um, but uh, he's involved in uh, Valley of the Sasquatch and The Invoking not the invoking two. He made sure to mention that. Um, so God, I mean, assistant we, director, assistant. Okay. Um, so we kind of covered the gamut in this one. I think okay, he did direct Valley of the Sasquatch, but not the invoking. Okay. Well, there you he go. was AD on the invoking. Got it. So what do you think of this one? Uh, it was, a little different than I expected. How so? It kind of seemed like instead of like the panel is called best remakes and sequels, but I feel like we kind of talked about like the concept of remakes versus sequels more than just the best ones. Okay. I mean, we did get into a discussion about which ones are the best ones, Mm -hmm. but there was much more talk of like remakes versus sequels than I expected. 
Okay, yeah. Um, I can see that. Um, I felt like we got kind of almost stuck on certain ones. Yeah. At a point. There was one asshole that just kept bringing up Hellraiser 2. Like, people give a shit about Hellraiser 2. I didn't keep bringing up Hellraiser (laughs) 2. I mentioned Hellraiser 2 and Hellraiser 4. Okay. Those are two different movies. And the fact that Hellraiser 4 gets shit on all the time, but it was actually the last good one in the series. Everybody calls it the space one. (laughs) There's a pinhead in space. You know, that's kind of like the... uh, universal identifier of a film series that's jumped the shark, but it wasn't Pinhead going to space. Like how MC Chris said his last album is going to be him going to space. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, there was mention of like uh, the, the, the ones you'd expect um, Friday the 13th. I mean, basically all the, the Platinum Dunes. Right, remakes. Texas Chainsaw. Um, God, what were some other ones? Um, John liked the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, which was weird and just wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't know how. I don't, there's nothing to like. There wasn't as much talk about Halloween as I expected. I thought they would. I mean, we did get into Halloween three, and you know the concept of it being a sequel that's not really a sequel, right? But then there was no real talk about four through six because nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. But I mean, it's a it's a conversation to have, even though they, those movies suck. It's a conversation to have because it like all of a sudden turned the mythology on its head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was because we had. I mean, there was a total of five people on the panel. One of them being a moderator. Maybe the conversation wasn't as expansive as it could have been. Yeah, because everyone had to get their two cents in. Yeah. I mean, there was some engagement from the audience, yeah, um, which was nice. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm really digging trying to remember some specifics from this one. Um, and then we also we also talked about uh, it moving. Wait, was it this one that we talked about? TV, like The Exorcist and The Omen, and yes, yeah. Um. Yeah, I talked about, like, how, I mean, we know that um, Damien's been canceled. Mm-hmm. That, that one started to pick up towards the end, I think, but not not fast enough. It, it was too little too late, I guess. Um, so, I mean, that, that got the axe. Um, the Exorcist show. There's some talk about the Friday the 13th series in the 90s, or 80s and 90s, um, and how it had nothing to do with the film series and it was basically just kind of trying to hijack the, the name. Yeah. There was no talk of the, the new Friday the 13th series though. Maybe because that was thankfully axed. Could be. Or macheted. Uh Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, all, all in all, it was a good discussion. I think. Yeah, um, I thought it was. It was. I mean, there wasn't a lot of like dead air. I mean, where I think I think John did a really good job of keeping the conversation moving, uh, making sure that we weren't stalling out at any points. Which is, and it wasn't just like a lot of bickering. 
So oh, I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, you're ugly. Right. <laughs> it was nice that we could maintain some professionalism. Yeah. For um, once. <laughs> Uh, so I get maybe just move on unless there's anything else you want to say about this one. Uh, I mean, you know, again, if you weren't there, it's, I don't want to just walk you through the entire panel because that's not entertaining for anyone. Right. We tried two years ago just recording the panels and playing them, and that didn't go over well. It was it was my intention to re- record them and then like play clips, mm. but that would have meant that it, I mean, like I, I there there wasn't a good way for me to record aside from like putting my phone like in the middle of the table and hoping that it got a good recording. Yeah. Um, that would have been a lot of editing too. It would have been a lot of editing. I would have had to like go through the entire thing to find like good clips to put in. So I just said, fuck it. So you get nothing. Right. You get our hazy recollection of it. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, it is, it's a, it's a week later and we, we talked about recording last weekend but guys, we were so fucking tired. Yeah. I basically wanted to do nothing on Sunday but go home and sleep. Yeah, exactly. So, well, but that, that's actually ultimately not what I did because my wife really wanted to take me out to dinner and a movie for my birthday. So I did that. She would. <laughs> um, so I finally saw Captain America, which was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good. It is good. It's good. Nope. Not doing that. Oh, come on. You like that movie and you know I it. like that movie, but that goes through me like a fucking knife. <laughs> um, Pressing on, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not, we don't really have like a good like format in place for this show. <laughs> I mean, like I said, we don't want to just talk about the panels because if you weren't there, it's not fun. Right. Um, so, I mean, there were a lot of celebrities there. Um, there was, it was a Kane, oh, so it's Lance Henriksen, Lance Henriksen, Michael Bean, Michael Bean, Jennifer Blanc Bean, Alec Gillis, um, Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, uh, Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira. Um, Robert Lasardo, um, Mark Patton, Ginger Lynn, Ginger Lynn, who your dad was just lusting after. Yep. My dad can be a real creep sometimes. <laughs> He's, he has no shame about it either. Um, then also there were some, some Canadian imports as there seem to be every year. Um, in Luchador Productions, who we'll talk about later. I mean, they're previous guests on the show. But we also talked to, uh, there was also um, uh, Lisa Ovies. That's how it's pronounced, right? Yeah. Not Ovies, like we thought it was. Ovies. In retrospect, that would have been a really bad pronunciation. Like, it just been a bad last name. Yeah. Ovies. It would have sounded like you were talking to a little kid about, like, the female reproductive system. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, we went to a panel, uh, it was a woman, women in horror panel, um, or was it women filmmakers or was it exclusively women directors? I I mean, I don't know. There were only two women. It could have been any of those things. Right. Anything that applies to women and filmmaking. Right. (laughs) 
But uh, it was a, it was a two-person panel with Lisa and Gigi from Luchagor. Gigi. What? Gigi. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I actually heard her telling someone like, "You have to do the zh, like Jaja, but Gigi." I'm way too white for that. <laughs> I can't even roll my tongue when I'm speaking Spanish. So. You can't even say Guerrero. Right. It's mainly because I have a giant tongue that doesn't quite fit in my mouth. <laughs> um, no, I'm not saying that as a joke. I actually, my tongue is too big for my mouth. Um, so, yeah, we went to the, uh, a panel with them. <laughs> the The moderator wasn't there for... A good 10, maybe even 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> They're sitting up there. It's like, what do we talk about? It's like, well, start with your names. <laughs> um, and then they took questions from the audience. First. It was right. the first thing they did. <laughs> Which is fine with me, because it's like, if you don't have anything to say, then find no, out what everybody else wants let, to know. Let everyone else moderate your panel. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, a, mo- a moderator, you know, most of them do great jobs, like, especially like the celebrity ones. Because I feel like that's a lot of pressure to do a good celebrity interview. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to an extent, but... Um, you don't want to just Chris Farley it up there. Exactly. And so, yeah, I feel like a lot of them, or most of the ones I've seen, they've done a really good job. Um, but they don't always ask the questions that everybody wants to know. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, we were hanging out with Lisa. Um, was this, was this this panel? No, it was a different one. Yeah, that was later. What was that panel? It was, uh, independent, independent filmmaking. Yeah. Right. Which, um, it it had, uh, Lisa, it had, uh, the entire Luchagor crew, um, Jeff Farrell, was that his name? I think so. And there was someone else. I, he didn't, he like talked twice because nobody wanted to be there because this was happening while the bio, the fucking kick-ass biohazard party was going on. <laughs> and I felt bad because the prom of the dead, that's like, seems like that's the big party. Um, And I don't think anybody was there at the end of the night. It didn't seem like it. Because they were charging $6 for drinks. That was a big part of it, yeah. And next door they were charging 2 at the biohazard party. Well, I mean, let's let's get into the parties later when we get to the party. Let's let's just keep going down the line here. God damn you and your fucking cords. Um Anyway, see like that. Leave that in. What about the cords? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um it's it's gold. <laughs> Apparently, we're really funny when we're awkward, too. Yeah, uh, according to Gigi. Um, <laughs> the funniest part of our show is how awkward we are. So, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Gigi. Hey, put that on iTunes. Glad you like the show. Leave us a review and tell us how awkward we are. Right, and how funny it is. Um, 
anyway, so we went to the independent filmmaking one while the biohazard party was going on. Lisa had to leave the part. Actually, they all had to leave them because they're already there. Uh, Lisa had to leave. <laughs> we were sitting in the hall waiting for the panel to start. And she comes up, starts bitching about, why don't we let her tell it? Does she? I can't remember what. The, okay. Yeah. We're going to listen to that interview. That <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we, we got a chance to talk to Lisa. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, let's listen to her tell the story of how, how we met her. This was, uh, as Tony said, right before the independent films, uh, independent filmmakers panel. Well, we talked to her on Sunday. Right, but this... Okay, pulling back the veil. This is an interview from Sunday, but we talk about events uh, on Saturday, so... Hey everyone, this is Taylor of Terror. As you heard, some lucky person just won a raffle. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Skeletoni. I'm very excited for that person. We are here with uh, actress and director Lisa Ovies. Am I saying that right? That's actually really close to right. I'm really impressed. It's Ovies. I mean, we've, we've heard you say it like several times. Like 80 times. times. <laughs> I know, yeah. but you also don't look right, so I just didn't know. Well, like, if, no. <laughs> yeah, I knew over the course of the night you'd had more and more drinks, so boom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't drinking last night. <laughs> right. Us either. Yeah, no one was drinking last night. Silver convention. Okay, edit that Luchagor interview then. <laughs> hey, they gave a lot of stuff about you away. Just so oh, you know. shit. <laughs> like the plot of the movie. <laughs> this guy. Uh, we're also here with Simon, who is the star of Lisa's movie Puppet Killer. Hi, uh, Simon. He's, he's feeling very quiet at the moment. He's giving us the finger. Yeah. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about Puppet Killer? Uh, Puppet Killer is a comedy thrasher that pays homage to 1980s horror films. Uh, the star of our film, Jamie, uh, goes back to the cabin that his stepmother disappeared in 10 years ago and uh, brings his friends and goes through a journey of trying to figure out if there's a serial killer out to get them or if he, in fact, is going crazy. Cool. Do you have a release date yet? Tentatively September 2016, but I'm not super rushed because we were going for June for Fright Fest and didn't make it, so now I'm kind of... Not super worried, and it's 90% practical effects and camera, and 10% out. So we can now just focus on that 10% and make it even better than it was. So. Nice. How's your weekend been? Aside from meeting you assholes, it's not been that bad. It's actually been really good. No, people, people don't like meeting us. <laughs> people don't like meeting me either. I don't know However, why. Let's, let's talk about that. Why don't you oh. tell the story about how how we met? How did? Okay. Um, First off, I would like to say that once I go back to Canada, I don't think I can get arrested for this, right? <laughs> so don't play this till at least tomorrow. Um, I believe we were sitting outside my 9 o'clock panel, is that correct? Yes. And I was standing up, and you guys were sitting on the floor, and then suddenly I started bitching about the fact that I had an 11 p.m. panel that I couldn't back out on because no one was on it. You guys lovingly told me you bailed on it, and I think I just started kicking you really hard. You definitely did. <laughs> I mean, lightly. Love taps. Love punches to the face. And my favorite part about the whole situation is that we went to the party <laughs> and got mildly drunk and was like, let's go fuck with Lisa. And then what happened, guys? 
we, then we came and fucked with you. We showed up right in the middle and you screamed at us. <laughs> well, I can't remember what I called you guys. I stopped the panel in the middle and was like, you... <laughs> you yelled, fuck you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. And then we, the four of us wrapped up a really fucking awesome panel together. That worked yeah. out well. I think we did like a half I think it might be my favorite one of the night. Yeah, because you were on it. And because I was drunk. I was. De- I didn't even pretend that. I was like, guys, I've been drinking since the last panel. Panel at 9 o'clock, I brought beer in. I was yeah. like, I'm not even pretending anymore. We tried to get it roofied, but it didn't work out. That's because I'm impervious to roofies. <laughs> you built up a tolerance. No. I'm Mexican. You can't drug me. <laughs> Are you taking a selfie right now? Okay. <laughs> just, I just want to point that out. It's called a lonely. Oh, uh, someone's winning a... Oh, Kahneman, Kahneman. He's I know. He's wonderful. Oh, I want to give him a pin. While you guys are podcasting. Nope, he's going by. He uh, he met Simon earlier and was really awesome. And he's like, you got to tweet that shit with me. Like, I was super stoked to help you guys with your film. Jesse like, Jesse Fullerton. Jesse. Jesse Fullerton. Yay, Jesse If your name is Jesse Fullerton, call either one of these guys. They have a prize for you. Please pick up the white courtesy phone. Yeah. Yeah. Your car is being towed. And there's a small child in the back seat. <laughs> so what's next for you after Puppet Killer? Um, I'm, in the, I'm still laughing that my producer is here taking selfies of himself, and I'm not going to let that go without He's commenting. He's trying to get us in it. Oh, okay, fine. That was it's a, a photo. picture. It's a photo of me. I was probably making um, a really dumb face. <laughs> like Sunday morning face? Okay, we're getting our photo taken. There we go. Um, I have a series called Reapers that I'm producing that's coming out. We actually went to picture yesterday for the first day. It's a science fiction, uh, really, again, lots of practical effects, so lots of prosthetic masks and buildings, alien sort of stuff. Seven Demons, which is another film that I produced, is coming out probably next month. And it's a comic book sort of Sin City-esque thing. Lots of, again, lots of practical effects. I work uh, exclusively with one prosthetic house for most of the things that I do. Uh, Vancouver Effects, and they built all these amazing masks. And then we go to picture in September for a feature film called Sasquatch, which is like the most epic horror I have ever been a part of. We do love our Sasquatch in the Northwest. <laughs> I am super excited. This one, when I found out the story and the twist, I was like, I need to make this film. So I'm producing that as well. And then Puppet Killer should be out in September. So lots going on. Nice. And so Reapers has it's in no way affiliated with the Ray Wise, nope. Sam Oliver nope. program. No, no, no. Why not? Sorry. I mean, yes. You should remake that. Yeah, right? There's so many things I should remake. It's not funny. Oh. You should get career advice from us. <laughs> yes. I'm going to start calling you, like, what, every Thursday, 3 o'clock? Yeah, we set this up. Put us on retainer. Yeah, okay. Perfect. I will give you one free button. Two puppet killer buttons. Joke's on you. We already got, we already got two, so. <laughs> I saw you guys take them earlier. I was like, that's free. They're free. You stole free things. Did you get one of ours? Don't ruin it. No. Give her a button. Yeah, buttons. All right, cool. Well, yeah, we definitely want to have you on the show for a full Please. interview yeah. someday. Done. Um, Word. Until then, enjoy the rest of the convention. Uh, yeah. And, it was nice uh, meeting you guys. Good luck. You You're not horrible. Well, we're a little horrible. Have a button. <laughs> so, yeah, as you heard, um, we were introduced to Lisa by her kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> that was nice. That was fun. Um, yeah that was kind of like the kickoff to our awesome night yeah it really was <laughs> we uh yeah we went to that that panel and then we went to the prom of the dead after that yeah and we had like i had two beers i think you had one drink yeah what the fuck there was one bartender 
and there was this line that was literally starting to curve around the room. Um, and we're both waiting in line for 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe. Yeah. And like at one point, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to get two drinks so I don't have to do this again for a while. And you said you were going to do the same. So you got two beers. And by the time we got up there, there were two bartenders. Mm-hmm. You got two beers from one bartender. I asked for two drinks, and the dude says he can only give me one drink. I don't know if it was because it was a cocktail. So they would give me two beers, but not two cocktails. I don't know. That doesn't or make any if it was sense. Just, I, I don't know. There's man. the same amount of alcohol in a in a mixed drink as one beer. I mean, well, roughly. Yeah, I don't know. Dumb. Maybe he was just stuck up. I felt like he was maybe new, because he was using a jigger to pour his booze. And like everyone else was free pouring, mm, like Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so we get our drinks and like we're waiting for some people we know to show up. Yeah, Krusty was there. Krusty was there. I did do a little bit of a little bit of dirty dancing with Krusty. Yeah. Yeah, you were grinding did, his ass. Did did some twerking. <laughs> Um, that's when, and then oh, because we were we were already at Prom of the Dead when Lisa left because she because we went there with her. We did, didn't we? Oh, we did. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then she left because she had to go to her her other panel. Other panel. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we were like, this is things start getting a little fuzzy. <laughs> you were you were like, we should go to Biohazard. And have a couple drinks there, tie one on, then come back here. Yeah. And, and so we did that. Who else had that idea? Yeah. <laughs> we went to Biohazard, and all of a sudden it was like packed and just it was the place to be. And we're like, yeah. whoa, this is so much different than last night. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. And yeah, drinks were only $2 there. Yeah. So we had. It um, was shitty, cheap, bottom shelf booze, but was poor it like, and fat. Like, like Times Remembered Whiskey or something like it was, that? Easy times or something. Easy like times, that. yeah. Some never heard of it. Fucking shitty bourbon, I've never heard of. And yeah, and we looked it up, and it's like ten dollars for a fifth. Yeah. But like you said, the guy, the guy was pitching him well. Yeah. So uh, we had, I don't know, two or three, and we're like, let's just go show up to the dark comedy panel just to piss off Lisa. <laughs> and that seemed like a great idea at the time, right? Uh, and it's like we were like kind of waiting for the Luchagor people to show up too. Yeah, because um, we kind of made friends with them, sort of. Because they, they, well, I mean, they had been on the show, so we had kind of a previous relationship going. Yeah, and we we'd been to we went to several panels that they were on that day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we went to their. Um, uh, but um, anyway, so yeah, we were kind of hanging out, waiting for them to show up, and then you know, I think we saw pictures. It looked like they were partying in their room. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get the one of them here. posted on their Instagram. They had like a bottle of tequila. Yeah. Um, and then as we're walking out, that's when they're walking in. I remember pointing it right in Rainer's face. <laughs> just going, there they are. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> so yeah, then we we tried to sneak into the panel and just kind of like. Come in the door and go right in the. I don't know back how row. you thought we were gonna sneak in <laughs> to a room that's about the size of this one, and there was only like six people in the in the audience. Yeah. 
but I tried to just like go straight into the back row and oh and yeah. you are six foot three. <laughs> you don't hide from anyone. <laughs> but yeah, like like Lisa said, uh, she immediately just stopped the panel <laughs> and screamed, "Fuck you, motherfuckers!" And the moderator didn't show up for that one. That's once. the best part. The, the reason that she like she wanted to cancel the panel too but the reason she couldn't is because it was just her and one other person since these two assholes bailed on it <laughs> and the other person that she didn't want to bail on didn't fucking show up <laughs> so it was her and her uh her producer who, who came to the con with her mm-hmm. um just who knows what the fuck they were talking about till we got there <laughs> Um, did we actually talk about dark comedies? We talked about Cable Guy. We talked exclusively about Cable Guy. <laughs> we pretty much only talked about Cable Guy. Yeah, because after after she screamed at us, I was like, should we come up? And she's like, yeah, get your asses up here. <laughs> so we came up, we sat down, and we were like, all right, let's talk about Cable Guy. We had no interest in talking about anything else. <laughs> and the best part was Lisa was like, I didn't really like Cable Guy. And some guy in the audience was like, your opinion is wrong. <laughs> I was like, yes, I like this guy. There was a lot of people there. It was a decent uh, amount, yeah. I mean, it was in one of the smaller rooms, but yeah. For, I mean, for uh, eleven, eleven thirty ish on a Saturday night when there's a fucking giant party going on. Two parties, actually. Well, yeah. Uh, there's actually a surprising amount of people there. I'd say there's somewhere between like five and ten people there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but that was that was fun. Um, and you know, by the time we got there, I think our last couple of drinks were starting to kick in yeah <laughs> so we were feeling pretty so, yeah, good i think we we just exclusively talked about cable guy for about half an hour <laughs> and then uh then we went back to the biohazard party right and we, we danced to shout with the, the luchagor crew yeah that was awesome <laughs> um and there was actually people out on the dance floor this time yeah there instead were. of just one lonely girl grinding on her, herself now that uh, i may cut this part out that was the crazy lady that kept following lisa around remember last year no yeah the that one lady that was out there dancing at the biohazard party that was the same lady in the tiny tiny dress you mean the one that kept riding up yeah no i'm talking about someone else okay i was gonna say there's no way that was that old german woman no i'm talking about last year oh Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm still not 100% that person whose dress kept riding up was a woman. Yeah, you said that. I don't know. I don't know. There was some... I mean, I didn't get close enough to really make it. You didn't give her a physical? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go, you know, cup. Right. Cough. <laughs> um. Anyway... Yeah, the party was awesome. I mean, don't really want to get into details. What, are there scandalous details? Yeah, not, not I don't that, remember. Yeah, not that it was scandalous or salacious or something, but I just people don't really like to talk about what they did at parties. All right, I mean, like, okay, we didn't. Whatever. I, I realize in saying that I'm making it sound worse. Yeah, you're making it sound very scandalous, no. and I'm just like... It's, it's really not. It's, I don't think that, like, maybe Luchagor especially would appreciate us talking about them being at a party. <laughs> All we did was dance to shout. I, okay. 
Anyway. Uh, this, is, this is one of those awkward moments. <laughs> <laughs> and then, for me, uh, the, the real fun began. Dude, where's my car? No. From Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, afterwards, we left about what? One? Uh, about, yeah. Okay, and so Tony gives me a ride to the light All rail right, station. you had a fun time. Yeah, Tony gives me a ride to the light rail station. I get there and I push the elevator button. Nothing happens. So I'm like, okay, I guess the elevator's not working. I'll take the stairs. So I and walk like, doop, 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 doop. over to the staircase. <laughs> oh, the staircase is fenced off. So my mind goes, shit, guess the light rail's not running anymore. I'll take a bus. Pull out my phone to see what time the next bus comes. As I'm looking at my phone, it dies. So I'm like, okay, look at the sign. I, by the way, I have his charger in my car. Yeah. As I'm driving away. And earlier in the night, I said, oh, my phone's going to die. But did I plug it in? No. <laughs> uh, so I look at the sign on the bus, and it's like, you know, 2.15 or something like that. So I'm like, all right, I'll just wait it out. A couple other guys come up and are waiting with me. As we're standing there waiting, here comes the bus. There goes the bus. The guy next to me just loses his damn mind. Starts like chasing after the bus. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, where the fuck you going? (laughs) And uh, the other guy looks at me and goes, that was the last bus. I'm just like, seriously? He's like, I have no idea what to do. And so I just start walking. <laughs> and like, I know in my head, I'm going, I know I can't walk home. <laughs> that is not an option. But I have no idea what else to do right now. <laughs> so I walk all the way to the freeway entrance. I'm like, well, I can't walk on the freeway. No, they don't like that. <laughs> so I'm just standing there. And like, I see one cab go the other direction. So I'm like, I guess I'll hail a cab. 45 minutes later, a cab finally goes the other direction. So I flag him down. He stops in the middle of the street. So I walk out and he goes, where are you going? I'm like, Seattle. Where are you going? Where? Down, downtown, Capitol Hill. Okay, get in. I was like, okay, if you said no, I swear to God, I was just going to just burn your taxi. She's going to cry. I would just. You're crying, cry. I, I probably would. <laughs> I would have just fell into the fetal position in the middle of the road. You should commit some numbers to memory. But my phone was dead. That's what I'm saying. Commit numbers to memory so you can call someone from somebody else's phone. Oh, yeah. I would have had to find somebody else's phone, but. Taxi driver. After you burn his camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so $40 later, I finally make it home at like 4 a.m. Awesome. And just pass the fuck out. I got home at 1. What? Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yep. I went home and went to sleep. Must be nice. I didn't feel rested when I woke up. Me neither. Because I was... <laughs> well, at least you probably, I don't know, maybe started burning off the booze you had ingested after walking. Oh, yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I woke up with a mild hangover. 
I mean, very mild, not not debilitating at least in the least, but didn't feel that great. Yeah. Um, but that started Sunday. <laughs> How about that transition? Um, Sunday, that was the day that we moderated a panel. So, you know, the best possible day for that to happen. Right. Uh, right. Right next door. Elvira was doing her celebrity panel. <laughs> so, obviously, we were the place to be. Um, we were on the panel, or our, our panelists, because it was weird. We were both moderating. We really should have talked about that ahead of time, about which one of us was going to actually moderate. Yeah, there or, were times when we were just kind of looking at each other like, okay, now you say something. Yeah. But that was mostly me, because I was... 10 minutes in like I have nothing else to say yeah <laughs> it was hard it was exactly work. what I was afraid was going to happen yeah it was what, about about half hour and I was like I've expended everything I have yeah and like I think uh, probably later that day I mentioned that it's like did you notice that we ran out of things to talk about about half an hour in which is also coincidentally how long our interviews really <laughs> last so we've just kind of ingrained ourselves into coming up with a half hour a half hours worth of inter, uh of stuff <coughs> the thing is that like it's the the theme was yuletide horror and i didn't want to just be like well have you seen this movie what about this movie yeah i felt like a lot of it was going to end up being exactly that it's like oh well you have you have you seen this one? Oh, that's good you should see it which is kind of what the end of the panel turned into kind of yeah but there were two people in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't that worried about it. Yeah, like I said, Elvira was right next door, and so, uh, yeah, not a lot of, uh, not, a lot, not a lot of interest yeah. in what we had to say. Yeah. Um, but our panelists were uh, Ronnie Angel. He is a uh, author of Slash Dreams, local guy from, I want to say Woodenville, but I don't know if that's right. Not that anybody not from Washington even cares. Um, and then uh, Crystal Connor, also an author. Uh, and Brittany Mosley, who was actually one of the horror honeys. The revenge honey, I, I believe. Are you awake? <laughs> kind of. I don't know which, which honey she is. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I guess for the hour that we had to do it, we managed to keep things kind of moving. Yeah, we did end about 10 minutes early. We're just like, okay, go. Bye. <laughs> Let's see. Actually, I think all the panels actually end, well, the ones that don't run long, I think they usually end about 10 minutes early. Just kind of like a passing period, like in high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we talked about, we've, we've done our Christmas episodes. Have we done three of those or four? Three. Okay, so we've reviewed a total of six Christmas movies, and you know there are only so many of them. So I'd say we, the, in the movies that we've reviewed on this show, we've actually talked about a large percentage of Christmas horror movies out there. Yeah. Um. And you know, I, I felt bad because you know Ronnie was also obviously very well versed in horror movies. Um, Brittany was as well. 
Crystal, she's more of a literary person. Mm -hmm. And that honestly didn't even cross my mind that there would be Christmas or holiday themed horror uh, literature. It didn't even occur to me. So I tried to try to engage her as much as possible. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was kind of hard because not only because we didn't think of it, but because everyone else was talking about movies. Yeah. And so it kind of became like, you know, what what have you read that you might want to see in a movie or. Mm hmm. Um, but I mean, I think in the times when we didn't really know what to talk about, the other three seemed like they kind of moderated themselves a little bit. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, like I was in this position where it's like, I've seen panels where the moderator pretty much is solely a moderator and doesn't really participate a lot in the conversation other than to drive it. And then I've also seen panels when the, the moderators as much of a panelist as the rest of them. I didn't really know what to do. Yeah. I felt like there were, there were times when I felt like I wasn't talking enough or when I, you know, I felt like I was kind of obligated to say something. I don't know. It was a little confusing. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't love moderating. A little bit too much. I don't know if I would say too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure. <laughs> I, I I would do it again. I feel like we wouldn't be as shabby with it. I feel like we got like the worst possible topic to moderate to. Yeah, I don't know. Coming up with topics was the hardest part. I don't know. We've with our interviews on the show. I feel like we've gotten to a point where the the conversation kind of steers itself. Yeah. Like we'll put something out there and we can talk for ten minutes about it. Um. It didn't necessarily happen with this. No, it didn't. And it seemed like it didn't necessarily happen with the panels we were on either. So I don't know if it's just a, a different because it's a different format or what, but. It seemed like those the moderators were constantly having to keep things going. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, we did get complimented, though. Uh, I forget which panel it was after, but so it was nice to uh, do you say, specifically say podcasters. I don't remember. Uh, but well, I, I, it was either podcasters or, or people that actually know, or panelists maybe, that actually know what they're talking about. Yeah. So that was that was a nice compliment. Um. Yeah. So, and you know, Sunday morning was not a good time for us to be trying to do a panel. Right. Uh, granted, it wasn't morning. I think it was actually at noon. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, we had them back to back, noon and one. Right. Um. But anyway, so anything else about this one? Can we move on? Yeah. Uh, We did make some contact with Ronnie, though. I think we're going to try and have him on the show at at some point. Yeah. So. uh, That was discussed. Yeah. Uh, Look forward to that. From there, we went on to our big budget horror panel. Um, 
which was interesting. Yeah. It's a lot of good discussion. Um, <laughs> some, <laughs> some uh, I don't know, what's the word? Not, not scandal. Contention? Contention. There you go. Uh, for just the briefest of moments, if you blinked, you would have missed it. <laughs> Um, but we were on the panel with uh, three people from Luchagor. Uh, it was Gigi, uh, Gordon, who wasn't on our show. Uh, we, we talked to Gigi, uh, Rainer, and Luke. Gordon was the one missing from that interview, but we did finally meet him um, and was on our panel. Uh, and also Courtney Karg, who is their production designer. And I feel like she, she was like a new recruit to the team, right? I believe so. Yeah. I think she works with Gigi. She she did mention that. Like, Gigi works at a haunted house? Is that what she said? Yeah. I don't... I, apparently, it's a year-round haunted house. That, that's cool. I mean, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's like the best day job you could have. Right? Um, uh, we were also on with uh, John M. Lovett, who was um, uh, a producer of films not to be confused with john lovitz right who is the critic right. thanks <laughs> yeah that's the ticket um matthew s ellison was the moderator uh he also hosts the cinema triforce podcast you can find them on our um it's well, they're like a sister podcast of us i guess because we're both on podbean oh yeah um and uh, Don Thacker, who is a local filmmaker <laughs> and game maker. Yeah. Um, that, that must be a fairly recent thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember him saying that in the past, that he made games. Me neither. I mean, I guess I didn't really pay it all that much attention. Um, or, I mean, it didn't, didn't stick. Um <laughs> But I, I did see that he was doing like there were there was one panel that was a uh, a game um, demo, and he was the one hosting it. So anyway, um, there was most it was a pretty expected panel. I thought there wasn't a lot of curveballs. Um, it was nice to have the insight of. Uh, you know, low budget filmmakers, and also having uh, John Lovett there, who's actually a s- experienced line producer, who's the one that basically manages like the costs of a film. So he was very in, th- you know, in the know about how budgets work, um, and uh, basically talked about one one. One thing that really stuck out to me was actually something that I think uh, Gigi said it was that um, the downside to becoming a big budget filmmaker is um, releasing the the rights to your vision or not not vision but your creation. Right, it's not necessarily like a big budget that makes the movie bad. Yeah. More often than not, having a big budget would make a movie better. Mm-hmm. Like if you just gave, you know, for example, Luchigor Productions, if you just gave them a shitload of money and said, make whatever you want, 
they're going to make something amazing. Right. But, but because they have small budget minds, or not minds, but mindset. Yeah. Like, they know how to do a lot with a little. Yeah. So. But, I mean, if it's, you know, Platinum Dunes comes to them and says, hey, here's $80 million. I need you to make a PG-13 movie with lots of explosions that, <laughs> you know, it's it's going to suck because you're going to have Michael Bay sticking his fingers in it at every sticking aspect. Sticking in it. Yeah. Um, something that I was trying to find a good place to say and just never actually found it was uh seemed like i actually felt a little awkward saying this too because we had filmmakers and a producer on the panel with us was saying that it seems like big budgets tend to cause complacency like that directors can directors and i think producers both will lose interest in creating a quality product because they don't have to worry about it because there's plenty of money. And it's just kind of like a, fuck it, we'll pick it up and post right. mentality. I can see that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I was trying to find a good place to put that, but at the same time, I was a little uh, <laughs> iffy about it because I didn't want to be... I, I, didn't, I didn't want everyone to kind of gang up and be like, no, you're wrong. You don't yeah, know what you're talking about. Who the fuck about. are you? Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, like I said at one point on the panel, it's these the the studios that give out these big budgets. They don't care if a movie's good. Yeah, they care if a movie makes money. Right, and that was actually a point that was brought up in the panel. Yeah, um, it's like marketability, you know, uh, pr- product placement, um, and that's why so many of these movies are PG thirteen because they want the most the, the widest audience possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. Uh, Don actually brought up a good point about advertising. It's like, that's what makes, that's where, uh, like an almost unfathomable amount of budgets go is directly to advertising. It's, it's, it's staggering to know how much money, how much money studios throw at just advertising plans. Yeah. Trying to get, uh, you know, the names of their movies out there. And another thing that he brought up that I didn't really think about was that um, for a movie to be in theaters, somebody has to pay for that. That's not a theater saying, hey, we love your movie. We want to put it in our theater. Yeah. Somebody pays them to do that. That's a, that's a chunk of the budget. Exactly. So, you know, if when you go to a theater, you're, you're basically helping them recoup their money, not necessarily make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if they do recoup their money, then anything they make over that is, is gravy. But um, he also pointed out that buying movies on VOD is better for everyone. Like the filmmakers get more off a VOD release than they do off a DVD or a Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. And this isn't, you know, not Netflix aside, but like when you actually buy the the movie off iTunes or Google Play or whatever service you use, I, I think he said when you, when you buy a DVD they get like a percentage of a cent. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you buy like a 6.99 movie they get like $5 or something. It was interesting that they get different amounts depending on where you buy it from. Yeah. I wonder if that's just like in the contract with whatever service. I guess. I mean, from sound of it, <clears throat> iTunes is like a fucking ripoff for filmmakers. Yeah. There was one that he mentioned that seemed like they get like the most profit from each like rental or purchase, but I, I can't remember. It was one I'd never heard of. Yeah, same here. That's why I don't remember it. 
Um, what else? Uh, I yeah, this just... panel was a little intimidating because it was like filmmaker, 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 podcaster, podcaster, filmmaker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, definitely and felt a little out of our element. Yeah, I thought the panel was going to be more like, what do you as fans think about you know these big budgets? And but it became more of like a technical exactly aspect of you know having a big budget when yeah. you're making a movie. Yeah, didn't expect that at all. No. I mean, it's fine. I was expected to just, like, rail against Brad Pitt for an hour. <laughs> it's funny. That one didn't even come up, I don't think. Oh, no, I guess. I think it, it came up very briefly, but it didn't really. Didn't uh, Didn't Gordon say he liked it? Was it Gordon? I thought it was Matt. But somebody definitely said they liked it. I don't know. And they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being very disappointed in whoever it was. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I mean, there was, there were times, uh, talking about like, kind of like the miscues of big budget. Yeah. Um, I think probably closer to the end, I brought up the Wolfman, mm-hmm. which by all accounts should have been awesome. Uh, I mean, personally, I don't hate it as much as most do. I can enjoy it, but. It was very critically panned, and um, you know, filmgoers seem to hate it. But I mean, I, I said during the panel, it's like it was a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. It had an all star cast. It had Benicio del Toro, Anthony Hopkins, Emily Blunt, um, and uh, some others that are missing. Um, and uh, I mean, it was a remake of a of a classic Universal horror movie, and um, had you know Rick Baker, like the the king of werewolf effects, working on it. And the result of this movie, and the way he felt so disrespected because they actually put CGI over his work, made him quit the business. Yeah, you don't do that to Rick Baker. No. <clears throat> Unless he tells you to, right? Yeah. Like I would say, you don't do that to Greg Nicotero either, but Greg Nicotero does it to himself all the time. So, right. But that's his that's his choice. Yeah. Not saying it's a good one. That's his journey. <laughs> um. But uh, this uh, I had a had fun with this one. It was a fun panel. Yeah. Yeah. It it was just a little intimidating to be on because it felt like they they were talking about things that were way over our heads. Right. And we're like, yeah, we make short films <laughs> for the money in our pockets. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I, th- I feel like that kind of gave us a little bit of perspective, or you know, a, a voice, a little bit, yeah. Will. Because you know, we do make those short films, literally with whatever money we can scrape together. We operate mostly on a zero dollar budget, or less, or less. That's not possible. That's not a thing. <laughs> um. But, I mean, like, our last two short films, like, we are lucky in that we know somebody that can get their hands on some pretty awesome equipment for us to use for a night. <laughs> like, Addicted to Halloween, the the budget was a bag of candy and the bonus man costume. Yeah. That was all we spent money on. I, which, the bonus man costume were some $2 rubber gloves that I bought that day. Um, and... A white t-shirt that I already had. So no money there. Um, and the mask. 
and the mask. The, yeah, the, the little domino mask that I bought for like a dollar or two at the Halloween store. So I figured less than $5 was the budget on that movie. Yeah. And I, I bought, like, there were like some dirt decorations around. I bought those. Oh, okay. Like, I bought, it was like a, a plastic skull and some barbed wire and there's a Freddy glove, I think. I bought I bought those solely for the purpose of making it look like a it was Halloween because we had no Halloween decorations up. Mm. Um, and then the camp out, I think the mask was the only thing we paid for. I think so. And I got that at Goodwill. Yeah. For like a dollar ninety nine or something like that. So Yeah. So I mean it's like if anybody knows how to make something on literally zero money no money um it's us we may not know about big budgets or or professional budgets i mean our movies aren't particularly eye-catching we don't we've never had like gore effects or anything like that yeah but you know it is what it is yeah i mean technically speaking they're a mess (laughs) but for doing it with for literally no money not even like a <clears throat> shoestring or paper thin budget. No budget. Yeah. Whatsoever. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it was encouraging because at a different panel, we'd heard um, anybody that's seen Luchagor's uh, Evil Dead in 60 Seconds, they said that they made that for $150. That's insane to me. That is, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I can't even imagine how they did that. Granted, uh, I think they were film students at the time. So they probably had some access to equipment. Yeah. But it's, you know, we have access to equipment too. Maybe not as freely as they do or did or whatever. How about, how about that camera that they posted the other day? Yeah. I'm wondering if that was a gift or something. I don't that, know. That's a nice fucking camera. That's a nice fucking camera. It's like $5,000. Rainer digging deep. I guess so. <laughs> it's funny that they had no shame about like admitting that he's like the financier for yeah. those things. Um. Anyway, uh, but yeah, overall the panel was good. Uh, we felt a little out out of our element, but we I think we held our own for the most part. I don't think we looked stupid, so that's something. That's that's always an achievement for us. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Then from there, we actually went and talked to our. We we went to a few more panels, and we actually saw some short films. Uh, should we talk about those now or save it? I think we'll save those t- towards the end. Those will be like kind of in lieu of a movie review. We'll just talk about the shorts. Okay. Um, but we did uh, catch up with the Luchagor crew on recording. Um, so why don't we go ahead and listen to that? Why don't we? Hey, everyone. It's Great Flat Podcast. Coming at you live from Crypticon 2016. This is Skeletoni. And Taylor of Terror. And we are here with some former guests of the show, the folks from Luchagor Productions. How the fuck are you guys? Pretty fucking awesome. We're and hungover. Hung it's humbling to be here. We appreciate being here. It's a lot of fun as always. Yeah, that was the voice of Gordon, who was the, actually, we didn't speak to you when you were on the show, so it's it's nice to finally meet you. Nice to finally meet you too. Got to be on here. Um, so, this is day three. I think we're all pretty tired at this point. Uh, how and you guys hanging over. it? What? And hungover. And, and hungover. We all went pretty wild last night. Um, oh, we saw you last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Don't think we forgot. Yeah, I know. We were dancing and singing to what song? All of Dram Journey. 
Oh, that must have been after we left. Yeah, we danced to Shout. That yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, wasn't that, that one? was something? Oh, oh that, that's the one we danced. Okay. Yeah. Then, you know, it's like I forget when I'm drinking that I shouldn't dance. And, <laughs> but, so, uh, how are you guys liking the con so far? Well, I think, so far, think this is our uh, we, we we attended last year just as filmmakers and you know that was just amazing to kind of like see everything and then now kind of being um, with the convention and, and part of the panels and all that stuff it's a totally new experience for us I think it's like one of the greatest experiences that we could ever have and just meet all these new people and you know explain to, who, to people who we are and show our works I think that was one of the best things for us was that we could. Uh, you know, promote ourselves in that way and, and, and give some insight into who we are and also give advice as well, right? And everybody yeah, just, like, loves being here. And everybody yeah, was so exactly. open to talk yeah. to everybody and that experience made it just so worth it. Yeah. It was awesome. That's, that's the thing about this the Seattle area. It's like, it's not a huge horror community, but the people that love it are fucking passionate They're about here, it. though. That's what I think. Yeah. So do you guys do a lot of conventions or, I mean, is this a new thing for you? This is actually the very first time that we brought swag to sell. Yes, you should have seen us on our, like, the first day of Crypticon. We were a mess. <laughs> Not only were we late, we had no idea how to organize anything. <laughs> the, the really nice uh, Crypticon staff, they were helping us. They helped us put up signs. We didn't even have, like, cash flow. Like, everything was a mess. We didn't know what to do. But now we got the hang of it on the third day. But we want to do it again. Like, yeah. people are so friendly and... Mm -hmm. Even though people wouldn't really come up to buy stuff, they would just come up to meet us and talk, and like we hope we hope to do a lot more. I think it's a it's a great yeah. place to also <laughs> network as well. Instead of film festivals, even though this, this, it has a festival element to it, I think it's just it's a great place to just show ourselves and, and, and be present in one of these things because you know we're starting to find that we have more and more people that know who we are and they're coming to these events to also see us along with all the other people. But it's it's really cool feeling to, to have that. And have people come up to you and say, like, we've seen all your work and stuff, and, and we've never seen them before, right? So yeah. that's awesome. Man. It's such a really cool feeling for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even as podcasters, you know, we meet other podcasters here that network that way, too. So it's, I think it's good for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen a few people wearing your shirts. Have you guys been selling a lot? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going pretty fast. Yeah, there's... Oh, that's right. Yeah, they... they, they <laughs> You know what? They've been pretty hot. I, I think the, out of the, all of them, the DVDs are almost sold out. So. We only got two left. Yeah, we only got two left now. I think it's uh, But it, it was actually a, a really cool feeling to see someone random with our shirt. Yeah. That happened today a few times. We're like, <gasps> it's just like, you know, butterflies in your stomach. Right? This is like the first time we've actually been giving away, like, selling T-shirts and stuff. So it's, it's cool that they'll kind of be in here. Yeah. People will be wearing them. Not just us four. <laughs> you know, I think it's because you guys are, um, you know, just kind of making making your foothold in, in the uh, genre. Uh, I think people see you as a lot more approachable. You know, we got a lot of well-known horror names here, and you guys are more relatable as just people rather than like, oh, these people I've been watching since I was little, you know. Yeah, no, I know, I feel the same way. <laughs> one, one thing we really like to do, and a few people here mentioned it, is that they really appreciate that we talk back on social media, like just regular people. Uh, people seem to really relate to that mm -hmm. uh, and, and have told us here. We never really noticed it, 
but quite a, at least three people mentioned it here. They're saying, thank you for always responding my strange comments and stuff like that. It's like, oh, well, thanks for commenting, you know? Like, yeah. So we just want people to know for sure, like, come up to us. We are just like you. Yeah. Exactly. Have you guys gotten a chance to talk to any of the celebrities? Oh. Uh, I a little bit. Yeah, I had a funny experience with, with Mark. Uh, with Mark, I forget his last name, but Mark from the... Patton. Yeah. <laughs> he came up and, and he's like, yeah, I love Day of the Dead. He came up to her table. I, but I didn't really recognize him. And then he he bought her stuff. And then afterwards, everyone's like, Gigi, do you know who that was? I'm like, oh, no. So I had to, like, run back. And he was so nice. He's like, oh, it's okay. I caught you when you were busy. And then we took pictures and whatever. But he was so nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and like... Like you said, you were nervous, and I get it. I tried to talk to Kane, and I just closed Shut that. Shut down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping to go up to Tony Todd later. I actually He's talked to cool. him. He's, I find him way more intimidating than Kane, and I, I talked to him with no problem. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah, get no. it. That guy's like 8 foot 19, man. I'll be so, <laughs> I'll be so scared to talk to right? him. Yeah. He's so approachable. He's like he's the oh, nicest guy in the world. Man. Yeah, I heard great things about it, but I'm just like, man, just the size of this guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and his like, super deep voice. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, oh, okay, and, like, stay away. And you know when you like meet a celebrity, it's always kind of different. Like, like you see them on the screen and then you meet them in person, and you're like, okay, they're just a person. But it's like him. It's like that's Candyman. And yeah. you see him walking right. down, you're like, that's Candyman. You that, <laughs> scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> Alright, um, anything else? Uh, nope. Okay. What I love about you guys is how, like, honest and awkward you are on your podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the best. Thank you. Like, Thank you. Yeah, no, I love it because, like, every time I hear you guys' podcast when you're reviewing our stuff, you always have awkward moments and they're so funny and you're not saying <laughs> anything. I on the panel with you guys and everything. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, that panel was actually fun. pretty cool. Like, yeah. everyone made, like, very, like, relevant comments and everything that's yeah. so like it's just like it's so big you know what I mean like there's so much to think about you know what I mean it's not just like one dimension there's just so many factors in like you know big budget horror and everything so Harry everyone's like opinion and everything especially your guys it's just kind of like dude like you know what never thought of it and it's like oh shoot I hell I hell agree with that and, and that topic was hard because uh, everyone's gonna think the same you know we, we don't all have the same mindset on the big budget horror and whatever so, so there was just so many opinions which was interesting but that was a really hard topic to yeah. have like a right or wrong yeah. answer yeah compared to some yeah. of the other panels it's, that it's such know. a learning experience because you're getting yeah. perspectives from people who are like you know who are more related to the content and you have people with experience with the content right because i believe those are two different things so i think that was really you cool over there? Yeah. yeah for sure um it's uh when we looked at our panels and i was just looking at all, all of our topics that we had lined up that one like didn't seem like a problem at first, but then after I started thinking about it, I'm like, fuck, I don't even know what I think. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna find out what I think when I'm sitting at the table. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. the moderator had some like really awesome like topics and I stuff to talk about. Yeah, really, yeah, I really did. And then that so. one guy threw a lot of shade at you guys. What the fuck was that? I didn't oh, know. No. Thank you. So I didn't know. Uh, I was sitting next to him, I didn't know what it was, so I was just kinda like, oh you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. it was awkward for you guys up there back in the audience, I was like that really just freaking happened? Yeah. Like, no, I was like, okay, okay. Why are you on this? He did say stuff. I don't want to say what he meant by it, but... That was at least the fifth panel we were with that person. Really? So maybe he got to know us a lot. <laughs> I don't know. But 
that was uh, that was cool though. No one's thrown beef at Uchiwar at once. That was cool. <laughs> it was like quick. reality. I was like, whoa, haters get hate. Like it was like right there beside us too. Got a couple haters. Because I saw Courtney's face. Courtney's face, like her eyes just went so big and did the super slow turn to him. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for those listening, but my face did a funny impression right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll give you details later, Raynard. Yeah, he, was, he said that, and I was just like... Okay. Just yeah. Awkward moment of silence where no one knew what to say. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, what? Yeah. I just smiled at him for a while. So, uh, I mean... Yeah. You guys, it's been almost a year since you guys were on our show, and you guys have been really fucking busy. You want to give us the highlights? We know everything's a secret. But, oh, God. Well, uh, we know you can't actually tell us about I think anything. But tell us last, well, we had El Gigante. That was one of the biggest releases we had. Um, and then after that, yeah, it was Madre de Dios. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, basically, we just we did Madre, and then we, we were just like, okay, we got to keep doing something, so we should do something small. We ended up doing Christmas one, right? Yeah, so we did two holiday, uh, two holiday specials. Yeah, two holiday specials with Crypt TV, which was really awesome. So they were like original content created for their platform. And that was a really cool experience to develop that with them. Um, this is a really a great opportunity for anybody that's, you know, into horror filmmaking. Like, I think their slogan is weird as good, so it doesn't have to necessarily be horror, but I think it's a great way to gain yourself an attention and, and viewership and, and possibly fans for your page or your film and stuff. Um, and I guess that, just, yeah. You tell them. Okay. I guess just for the bigger picture, we're, like, we can't really announce yet, but this is going to be the busiest uh, summer for Luchigor, where people definitely have to keep their eye open as to why El Gigante feature had to get pushed. But it's for a really big, awesome, good reason, if that sounded good in a sentence. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, a, a really amazing opportunity came up, and it got the green light, and uh, soon we hope people can know and find out what it is we planned for five yeah. months now, right? No, more than that. Six months. Yeah, something like people will go like, no way! It's so yeah, awesome. So hopefully El Gigante feature... Next year, 2016, we shoot. It's, it's about worth, 2017. It's worth pushing. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's worth pushing. It, it was a blessing in disguise, what just happened. Oh, we also went to Mexico City for, for oh, yeah, our film. We went, we went to a few festivals. Oh yeah, we were special City. guests yeah, a, you guys are a bit last year. Yeah, we, this, this, yeah, last this year was, a, was the cool. Place, last least year amount of traveling. Yeah, we did a lot. It was like every month we were flying. Somewhere. Yeah, we were going somewhere every month. So, but that's all, that's what that's what it's all it about. It hurt our bank accounts, but we went. You have to promote yeah. your work and you have to attend these festivals and, and that's how you meet connections and that's how you meet people. Yeah. That's the biggest yeah. thing. We right? encourage it. If you're starting out or even if you just have a film, we were mentioning this at a panel, you know, sometimes definitely just make the festival more worth it. It's, it's so worth your money to go and meet people. I swear, like, you never know who you're going to meet and you're going to work with them soon, you know? It's a small, the horror community is really small. It's really small, <laughs> and you get to meet up like a lot of people. Really mm-hmm. I would say it's not necessarily small, but, but like really community-based. Well, so they're strong. But, but they're stronger the than most. The horror community in the industry is pretty small. In the industry, it, you get to meet people. No, the horror industry is big. Well, that's what I've noticed. Small. I would say. It's I think they're just a little bit more vocal than say, a drama. But it's just crazy. I, I still think it's it's small enough that the opportunities rise really fast. Like, it's insane, like, the people we know know the same people we know. You know what I mean? Like, 
if, if you're in the horror community, you want to be a filmmaker, you work within the horror community in film, yeah, the community is pretty small. Like, we've met a lot of people so fast, and everyone's connected, you know? I don't, I don't like to, like, think about going to, like, like, like conventions or festivals no matter how big or small they are to like try to like sell something or like you know what I mean like you know I just want to like the way I think about it is like, I just want to go and honestly just have fun yeah exactly meet people and just like have fun you know what I mean like the first time up here Gigi Luke and Rayer told me about it they're like Gordon you have to come with us next year and everything and I'm just like I'm just having so much fun like just people here are just so nice you know what I mean like everyone's just like always like watching out for us like hey do you need water and stuff like that and I'm just like I'm like jeez like it's just so like you know what I mean it's really humbling how nice people are and like I'm just like I'm just having fun more than anything you know what I mean I didn't try to like go up to like you know like Lance Henderson and be like hey you see my film I think you should try to pitch it to your agent or you have connections to, to Warner Brothers right hey can you try to pitch? you know what I mean like I, 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 didn't even, I haven't even had a chance to like meet him or just say hi and stuff like that I'm just here to like meet people and have fun and yeah we're all just pretty much have that same mindset yeah so yeah all right. Well, guys, thanks so much for talking to us. Uh, Gigi, Rainer, Luke, and Gordon. Have a great rest of the con, and Thank we'll hope so to much. talk to you soon. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. So next time. Looking forward to big things. Yeah. 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 Sure. Wait, hang on. What's it called? What? What's Grave your podcast Pot. called? The Grave Plot Podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you said Talking with Soup. I'm like, wait, I know that podcast. <laughs> you guys are part of Talking with Soup? I'm like, damn. Thanks, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're part of that? Oh, no, you're not? Oh, I don't know who the fuck you are then. Can you oh, delete that? I don't, I changed my mind. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, obviously, they're real busy. I mean, if you happen to follow them on pretty much any of the social networks, <clears throat> you know that they're constantly doing something and constantly, well, constantly like half announcing something. <laughs> well, they keep saying like, oh, it was worth it. This, you know, it, it was worth pushing because what we're doing next is really exciting. Like, you better be making fucking the next Batman at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hype. I'm hoping it's going to pay off. I mean, I'm sure it will because I have a lot of faith in them, but yeah, like I'm really fucking anxious and I hate secrets. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I really want to be like, can you just tell us yeah, I was almost like, you know, just tell us what's going on, and like, and like hiding my press badge. <laughs> like, we won't tell anyone. <laughs> We're cool, right? We partied, guys. You remember? <laughs> anyway, um, but no, they're they're cool guys or people, I should say, um, and uh, a lot of fun. Glad we got to like actually hang out with them rather yeah. than just in a strictly professional. Uh, environment, but um, they're good times. Yeah, and I, th- I think whatever they're working on, it, it sounds like it's going to be going to be big, and I, I think they deserve it. Yeah, for sure. I, I haven't seen a single thing of theirs where I'm just like, no, that's that was that was garbage. <laughs> so, you know what? No. Even the stuff that they're like, oh yeah, that wasn't very good. I'm like, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, especially like compared to the shit we make, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. Uh, another voice you may have heard in there was actually Brianne Granger, who is, has been in a few uh, Luchigo produ- uh, products <laughs> projects. Um, she played Shelley in um, God, uh, Evil Dead in 60 Seconds. Uh, she was one of the girls in um, Dia de los Muertos. Um, yeah, I guess she just kind of 
came along with them. Yeah, just kind of unofficial part of the crew. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that was pretty much the con for us. Um, as far as the stuff we did on our time. Yeah. Um, we, like, I, if you follow us, hopefully you follow us on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I uh, probably saw some pictures. We met up with uh, Kane Hodder and Tony Todd. Um, Tony Todd's a really nice guy. He is. Like, you wouldn't expect that from Candyman, but especially when you, like, see him play, you know, himself, air quotes, in, like, Holliston, where he plays a complete fucking lunatic. <laughs> um, it's just like, he's a really cool guy. Really nice, uh, really uh, personable. Like, I went to go talk to Kane Hodder. And in retrospect, it seemed like maybe he was trying to get me to say more. But, like, he wasn't going to waste time because I completely locked up and my brain stopped working. (laughs) And granted, I'm a huge fan. Anybody that listens to this knows that. But I just shut down. I, I couldn't think of anything to say but Tony Todd he was so personable and friendly it's like I had absolutely no issue talking to him and he retweeted us yeah he did <laughs> that's cool he follows us on Twitter that's true he is, does which is pretty awesome pretty pretty, pretty awesome pretty um that's all we really talked to as far as um celebrities I mean Wanted to get a picture with Elvira, but she was hard to fucking track down. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did have the, the photo op, but I think that was, like, pretty penny to get in on that. Right, yeah. But, I mean, they were all... See, that was that was what was confusing, is they had the photo op thing. And it made me think, well, can we not take pictures at the table then? Because mm. that's what I'd rather do. Yeah. Than pay $40 for a picture. Right. She was only in, in costume the one day. Right, yeah, Saturday only. Which is fine. I don't, I mean, I, it would have been nice to have a picture with Elvira, but I would have been just happy with a picture with Cassandra. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did seem like even when she wasn't doing the photo op, she was not at her table yeah, very I much. I don't know where, I mean, she was, she had her photo op. She had, um, maybe she was doing press time. I don't know. Maybe. But, um, and then she had her, celebrity interview but like i said that was on sunday when she, you know when she wasn't in costume yeah but um somebody was wasn't my dad maybe but somebody said that she had like a line out the like out the door jeez uh waiting for her i believe it yeah um so yeah uh the only other thing that we did uh a weekend was when we had some downtime, we'd go watch some of the short film festival. Well, do we want to talk about the makeup competition at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much there's to talk about because it's a very visual thing. Right. Um, again, there's there's photos on, on our website if you want to check out some of the contestants. Yeah. But uh, the theme this year was Captain Crunch. Right. Yeah. Uh, to elaborate on that, it was more of a, a... It was like cereal meets pirates. Right. And Each contestant got a box of cereal 
a different different cereal for each contestant, and they had to incorporate that into some kind of zombie pirate costume. Right. I uh, saw a couple repeat contestants from last year. Um, I am terrible with names, so you have to forgive me. Thomas was the, Tom- the, the one guy that's been there every year that we've gone. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, not to publicly critique his work, but um, he did an amazing job. And that kid, like, he has impressed me more each year. Um, but, like, as I was starting to think that maybe he had it on lock, I was starting to realize that he's spending way too much time on his major appliance and he's not focusing on rest on like full coverage, you know, because he had this one spot that was an excellent appliance that he made from shredded wheat. Was that what he was using? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it looked like sh- this, this, his volunteer had like this, this massive build, like barnacle buildup. Um, and he made like a, a scene enemy out of Q-tips, I think it was. Um, and that looked really cool, but the rest of her face wasn't, they had nothing. So I felt like he was maybe spending too much attention on his main feature and not worry and not having enough focus on the rest of it. Yeah. I think that was, that was his major downfall was that it wasn't complete enough yeah but what he had was great it was really good uh i think if he if he does it again next year and he really addresses maybe the his missteps this year that he'll i think he'll make it next year um and I, the the girl that won and again i'm just so bad with names uh but she did a really good job actually I, it took seeing pictures of it to for me to really see the, the level of detail that she put into it. Um, but uh, very well done. Especially Hannah was her name. Hannah, okay. Um, very well done for the amount of time given. Oh, actually, even for if she had more time, I'd still think it was more impressive. Or I think it was impressive. Um, it's weird to me that I it seemed like I noticed more detail seeing a picture than I did in person. Yeah, well, I think because she worked on mostly it was one side of her face, and that, that was the opposite side that was facing this this the that's the true. crowd and when we did see her whole face we were sitting back in the audience right um but yeah again it was hosted by rob um and he you know he did a great job as usual um so i mean congratulations to everyone that participated and especially to the winners um yeah, and again, like I said, there's photos on our website if you want to go check those out, or on on Crypticons. I don't know if they have them on their official site, but they have them on their Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know, every year this this happens, and it's like I think, oh, man, I should try and enter the makeup competition, but I know for a fact that I would end up doing the exact same thing that Thomas does, and I would do it every year. Where you just focus on one thing and yep. kind of leave everything else. When I'm doing makeup, I am such a perfectionist that I have to work on one thing until it's just right. And then I'll move on to the next thing. Mm. And by the time I'd be done, the, the two hours would be done. Over, yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, like I said before, uh, anytime we had some downtime, we went and watched some short films. They seemed like they were running almost the entire weekend. seemed like it. I mean, they had blocks, but it seemed like most of the time there was something showing. They definitely yeah. had one of the ballrooms set up like as a screening room. Yes. 
Um, but uh, so I guess we talk about some of the ones we watched. Um, first one was Burned. Yeah, we missed the beginning of that one, um, but it had Micah Monroe in it. Right. I didn't really know. I think we came in too late for that one, and like I don't know what happened. I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little confusing, but I, I got the impression that's just because we missed the beginning. Yeah. But it's about this guy and this girl who are dating or like, you know, in some kind of courtship. God, I sound like I'm from the fucking forties. <laughs> uh, but he's clearly got some kind of secret that he's hiding from her. And uh, yeah, and then he's he's really he, he they go to I guess her parents' place. It seemed like I guess I I, I although I think it might have been her mom and her mom's boyfriend or something because he seemed like he was very interested in her to a very creepy degree mm-hmm. and uh the the boyfriend guy was very concerned about them taking pictures of him that he didn't want getting out and stuff and right um i don't know it was i would have liked to see the beginning because i did feel a little confused throughout but uh, i thought the end was good i don't want to give away the tw- the twist but right um it was not what you classically qualify as horror. It was definitely more of a, th- of a thriller. Not, not so much action, but like a... Like a crime thriller crime almost. Crime thriller would be good, yeah. Um, but well done. I mean, it's always interesting to me that there are films there that like the directors aren't necessarily there. Right. Because we... Also saw one um, from uh, another former guest, Eric England, um, and he he co-directed it with someone else, <laughs> who again I'm terrible with names. Any uh, any help? Uh, sorry, I'm looking up Burned because I wanted to give credit to the filmmakers for that one. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, directed by either Jamie or Jaime, I'm not sure. Uh, Valdueza, uh, and written by him as well. Him or her, I don't know. I apologize. Let's see. Okay. Um, Co-directed by Eric England and Jesse Burks. I believe it was co-written by the same two. Uh, It looks like written by those two and Haley Burks. Or Harley Burks. Sorry. Harley Burks and Jesse Burks, not Eric England. Right. Um... Starring uh, Scout Taylor Compton, who is actually starring in an upcoming Eric England movie, Get the Girl, uh, and Michael Berryman. I mean, he needs no introduction. Um, this was an interesting one. It was very different than what I would have expected to see from England. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was almost, it was artistic in a way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, kind of, um, not, not say, not satanic, but I mean, it's, it's about a girl who's possessed. Yeah. It's, 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 it's almost, it's almost like an exorcism. Yeah. Thing. 
Yeah. I don't want to give away too much. Um, there are some, uh, some, some cringeworthy effects in it though. Yeah. I, uh, watched it and then I immediately tweeted Eric and said, thanks. You gave me a fucking headache. Yeah. <laughs> That'll happen. That will happen. Um, but, uh, it was, it was good. I liked it. Um, any thoughts? I liked it too. Um, like you said, it's kind of arty. Uh, the the coloring is very interesting. It's like got this green hue throughout the whole thing. It, it takes place in a hospital. Yeah. But, um, you know, you think of normally as a hospital, it's very white and very bright. This is kind of dimmer and it's got like a green hue. Yeah, it's like a black and green. <laughs> yeah. Or white and green. I don't know. It's basically black and white, but with a green. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that. <laughs> um, so what else? What else? Uh, this pretty face. This one was something. It was something. Uh, I can't find this one on IMDb, so I can't give credit to the filmmakers for this. But um, okay. I told you afterwards that it kind of felt like muck, where it felt like it was the middle part of something. Because like it starts out with just this girl in a puddle, right? And you have no idea who she is, how she got there, why she's there. And then she gets taken in by this other girl, who basically grooms her, makes her over, and just so that this person that they called mom would would approve, right? And it's you know it's it's. It's weird. I really don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, and like I couldn't get a get a grasp on what the fuck I was watching. Um, okay, so this is directed by Justin Robert Vinal, Ravinal, who was actually here, or he was at Crypticon apparently. Um, I assume probably at the screening. Um. Yeah, it uh, kind of gave me just like impressions of like some kind of like waiting room or like like a purgatory type thing. Yeah, but I don't know why. I don't know what it was for. Yeah, the whole thing. I don't know. It was it's very character driven, but you know it's only ten minutes or so long, mm-hmm. so you don't really get the character development and I don't want to say it's bad it's just it was weird yeah like it was it was done well I mean mm-hmm. the, the acting was good it was shot well it, it looked nice um, and everything was done well I just I, didn't I just didn't get under, it yeah I didn't understand and you know maybe that's just me being some kind of Philistine I don't know <laughs> Um, and then we watched uh, Beyond Ferox, right? Which was a uh, claymation. Yeah, it's like a stop motion thing. Um, it reminded me of a, a CKY video. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just done, kind of like the same production level. 
but I was, I was impressed with this. I mean, like the, this is directed by, uh, Thomas Yagodinsky. Okay. Uh, what what do you think of this? Uh, it, it was interesting, but I, the, there was no real story to it. Mm, You didn't get the story. Oh, apparently not. Uh, it seemed to me like it was a story of a girl that was being um, abused and kind of a Avenger takes vengeance on them, on the people that were abusing her. Okay, I missed that. That, that, that that's what I got out of it. Um, I mean, what I enjoyed most was the obviously the, the the main feature of it was the stop motion right it was done very well and like i've never actually done any stop motion myself but i know the amount of painstaking work that goes into it even on a low budget type thing i mean when you, when you think of something like uh like nightmare before christmas you know you've got a crew of Dozens of people all working on it, and with this, I mean, I imagine it was probably maybe a few. Maybe it, it seems like it might have been just this one guy, and that very well could have been. Uh, he does seem to be the only one credited in everything. Right. Yeah. But um, no, very well done. I, I I liked this one a lot. I mean, you know, uh, claymation gore is always fun. Right. Uh, another one we saw was called uh, Search History. This was a good one. This was good, and I'm pretty sure it was on Funny or Die. Oh, really? I was yeah. I was kind of researching it, and I I saw a, a, a image of it with Funny or Die, Funny or Die tag in the in the corner. So this is written and directed by Neil Stevens, who also stars. Okay. Uh, anybody that's married, I think would probably find this especially funny. I know I did. It's it's it's, it's it speaks very true to privacy. <laughs> um and trust. Um and also making sure you know who you're married to. <laughs> but it was it was funny. Um I mean in, intentionally funny. Like I said, it was on funny or die. Um What'd you think? I I thought it was very funny. It's you know, there's not a lot of horror to it. Not really. But I mean, some of the things that they talk about are horror related. But it, it's it's funny, and it's you know, it the end kind of turns it around. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I like this, but I I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah, but, I mean, it's there's not a, a whole lot of story to it, so it's not, not a whole lot to talk about it. But it it, it is funny, and if it's you know, if you can seek it out, then I would recommend doing so. Yeah. Uh, like, but yeah, like I said, if it's on Funny or Die, I'm sure you're probably able to find it there. Um, then uh, Claude was another one. And this I really appreciated. This was good. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's, a. 
I don't. Th- I don't think it's a spoiler to call it a, a werewolf. No, they, theme. I think they make that abundantly clear right off the bat. It seems like you're kind of speculating it at first. I mean, it it lets you draw the conclusion. It doesn't flat out tell you right away, sure. right off the bat. But as somebody who you know makes short films and really wants to do a werewolf themed uh, short film. This one uh, showed how you can make a werewolf film without breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is written by John Cooley and directed by Alan Makita. 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 All right. Um, it's but, it's spelled like Makita. Um. Yeah, I like this one. Um, it took it's a, it's a I call it a period piece. I mean, it took place in about the 30s or 40s. Very noir. Yeah, uh, kind of reminded me. Like th- think of like uh, Roger Rabbit. That's uh, yeah. I that I kept thinking that while we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, that same same look, same area. I would guess that this maybe even kind of unconsciously took place in like the LA area. I, I couldn't say for sure, but. Um, definitely had that feel to it. Uh, there's a cop in there though. He kept like he was trying to like do his like tough guy gum chewing thing, and it almost made me leave the room <laughs> because I cannot stand mouth noises. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I think you might actually be able to watch this one online. I I don't know for sure, but check around. Uh, it's called Claude. Like the name, um, and see if you, see if you can find it. Uh, and then last but definitely not least was the Luchagor Hour, where yeah they got a whole block to themselves. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And you know, um, I don't. Did we see anything we hadn't seen before? Mm-mm. No. Are you sure? I'd seen them all. Which ones were there? Because I, I feel like there was one that I hadn't seen. There was Gigante, uh, Madre de Dios, um, Christmas, Easter. Okay. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And O negative, and that was it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but I mean, there's a few things that aren't publicly available or, you know, like they, they post a lot of things on online. Uh, mo- most of their shorts are available somewhere online, but uh, like Madre and Gigante, you, you can't see those unless you've bought the DVD or you've seen it at a festival or, or, or something. Um, and uh, but pretty much everything else you can see. Um, Dia, Dia, Dia de los Muertos is on Mexico Barbaro, which is on Netflix uh, in the U.S. <laughs> they made sure to be clear about that because apparently they can't watch their own segment <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> um, but that was a lot of fun because they. Uh, you know, the, the, their their work is it's fun to watch. It's not just gory, 
Uh, it's not just horror. It's it's fun. I mean, you're ha- you're you're really enjoying yourself while you watch it. Yeah. Um, especially if you do like the gore and the the, the gritty stuff, like you know Rodriguez and zombie that that type of stuff. Um. And uh, then you know they did a Q and A afterwards, which is always fun. Um. Yeah. So I mean that's kind of Crypticon in a nutshell. I mean, a almost two hour long nutshell. But, <laughs> oh no, over two hours. <laughs> um, but uh, it was a lot of fun this year, and we're very happy to be welcomed into the Crypticon family thing. I don't know. Sure. To, yeah. To to be allowed to come in, do panels, be welcome as as press, and uh, you know to you know. Even though we're there in a you know work type capacity, to also be able to have a lot of fun there, so uh, a lot of uh, appreciation goes out to the Crypticon org- organizers, uh, all the guests that we spoke to. Um, you know, we we like I said, man, we talked to Luchagor, talked to Lisa, uh, talked briefly, very briefly with Tony Todd. Um, we sat in on uh, Kane Hodder's panel. And actually managed to get a question. Uh, I at his panel, uh, I think I got like one of the last two questions, and if I remember right, asked him about Friday Thirteenth the game. Um, I asked him if when he was doing motion capture for that game, if he felt like Jason, even though he was wearing like a spandex shirt with a bunch of or spandex suit with a bunch of you know place markers all over him. Uh, and I think like a, no, I guess he wasn't wearing like a motion capture mask, but, um, he said that anytime he's playing that character, he's Jason, whether he's in costume or not. He said he even wore the hockey mask around just, just because. Yeah. He said there are a few times where he would wear it while he was doing his mocap. Um, but he said the cool thing was, is that they actually had like a real time monitor up that would take his movements as he was on the blue on the you know the motion capture screen um and it would actually skin jason on the screen um yeah in real time yeah and so it was cool he said it was cool to see himself you know move like his movements be transmitted to directly to jason um another thing i thought was funny was he was um talking about how he has to because he plays all the Jasons like they're different skins in the game from different movies he plays all the Jasons uh, from all the movies that are in there including part three where Jason runs and he's always been an adamant no non-running Jason supporter so but he said because Jason runs in part three that he had to basically suck up his pride and and run. So, back to trying to wind things down here. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Crypticon uh, <clears throat> is awesome. I loved it. It was like you said. It was the, the funnest time we've had in the three years that we've gone. Um, I think we've probably at least started to find our niche as yeah. to how to cover it um, and just to how to be there. And I highly recommend it for anyone who is a horror fan. It's it's a great time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's um, it's it's not 
as far as horror, horror conventions go, it's not the smallest one. So, I mean, you're going to pay a little bit of a price tag for even a day pass. I'm not not say that it's, like, outrageous. I think it's, like, 35 for a day pass or something. I think it depends on what day, but, yeah, I think Saturday is, like, 35. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's not going to break the bank for anyone. Um, but, so, yeah, definitely recommend checking it out next year which is actually going to be e- earlier than last year, or yeah. than this year. Yeah, it's going to be the first weekend in May as opposed to the last. Yeah, uh, and they're moving locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it'd be nice it won't interfere with my birthday anymore. Yeah, but we don't get Memorial Day to recover. That's true. That is true. could still take a day off work, though. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Um, that's our Crypticon episode. Yeah, check them out at uh, CrypticonSeattle.com. Yeah. And then also there's there's one in Kansas City if you live in that area. In Minneapolis. I think, yeah, I was going to say Minneapolis too. Um, yeah, check them out. Uh, I believe it's all the same parent company putting them together, if I remember right. I believe so. I think it's just Crypticon conventions. Right. Um, and, yeah, again, thanks to uh, uh, Luchagor and Lisa Oviedes and um, all the guests that attended this year. We appreciate you all. Uh, thanks to any of the panelists that we may have paneled with. Uh, appreciate you. We had a lot of fun. Thank you to Lorelai from Crypticon for, for getting us on the panels. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll catch up again next year at Crypticon 2017. God, that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but And we'll be back again in a couple weeks um, with two back to our normal standard uh what are we reviewing uh sell the new stephen king and crush the skull got it all right so uh we'll catch up with you then till then i am skeletoni i am taylor of terror this has been the great plot podcast where we're all a little dead inside the moon is outside, but it can't get in.